Hello and welcome to another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. I'm Alex Dono alongside Jerry Mancini. A lot's happened, Jerry. It's been a couple weeks since we last spoke. We uh, we took the week off last week, Mercato Madness. Uh, I think the last time we spoke, uh, Lukaku to enter was not finalized at that time. It is finalized now. And Lazio are making moves, right? Moments before we got on, it uh, looks like Casale is on his way. And Lotito's been a very busy man, Jerry, in this Mercato. More than I ever expected. Um, For real. So, side note, I think that Iglitare is out the door after this season. We, I don't remember who we just signed, but there's a new sporting director we have who's in charge of the women's football and the youth, I think, or like the preseason and like, it, it basically, I for, I don't remember his name off the top of my head because I didn't come prepared for that. But <laughs> short story is that Tati's contract is done after the season. And I, and I think this is a – the door is open to start a new path for Lazio. And I think that in all due respect to Tati, who's been, I think, since like early 2000s, I think 2007 or eight, he he's been there. And, and I think a change of face, voice, and how people do business – maybe is needed at Lazio. Yeah. So I, I expect next season to be a, a massive change. But I think the most important thing is that it seems as if Latito is is really committed to sorry. It's it's showing. And in addition to Casale just moment just minutes ago signing with Lazio and finally officially it feels as if Verona is our is our feeder team like uh like way. like inter is with lazio so which is pretty funny but um it, it's it's funny because like they figured out a way today to, to sell vavro for nearly five million um i don't think they took a loss on that it, it's basically kind of maybe a little bit of a profit or they broke even and Marici is basically almost oh, a done I, deal. I saw that to Bruges for, for twelve million dollars. Apparently, oh my god, that's a miracle I, in itself. I, I can't believe someone's more stupid than Tade. That's that's uh-huh. that's what I've learned today. I've learned that someone is dumber than Lazio to take these two players back. Okay, now in defense to Vavro, I know that Copenhagen is a much lower level of football. Yeah, the, the Danish league is not comparable so i think that makes sense for him that's his level um it's not his fault with lazio he never really got the chance to kind of prove himself so but his comments of on twitch about who about hating lazio is something really dumb where it really turned the fans off really leaves him in a, in a bad taste now in their mouth but uh as for marici i had nothing bad to say about marici um, the guy played hard. He never complained. He he did everything he could. It was it was a player that just never made sense from the beginning, and and it's this very poor business by Tade because he loves his Albanian players, Kozovin, whatever you want to call them, whatever they are. Um, is his brand of football players he buys that just never makes any sense to me. Dermisi was another one. Um, it just never strung together and to get him out for 12 million i it's a miracle so yeah and then apparently romagnoli deal is basically done but the problem is is the agent fees and 
that yeah. again it's always the issue when, whenever you're talking about getting guys on the quote-unquote free transfers depending on who the agent is i mean there's Inter's been going through it with Dybala, and we're going to talk more about that. Uh, and, you know, I, I remember even, you know, years ago uh, when Inter uh, signed uh, Divrai as a free agent from Lazio, they it took them a long time to work out the agent fees because the agents, they look at it as an opportunity to get big-time bucks and commissions. No, for sure. And, and my question is to you is now, when do you consider firing your agent? If you have a done deal with, with a, a great club, question. They, where do you step in and say that? And, and, and anybody who's who's in this chat right now, you tell me like, where where is the fine line with an agent? When do you? I, say I can that? tell you exactly where it is. When when you feel like when you start to feel like the agent is putting their interests over yours, that's when you fire the agent. And of course. Every agent wants to get paid. That's why they do it. They don't do it for some charity. They, they do it for fees and commissions and stuff. But the agent works for you, not vice versa. And I think sometimes players forget that, especially when you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, young, early 20s sometimes who, you know, probably focus more on their footballing than they did on their academics and finances, you know, studying things coming up. And I, I think they can sometimes forget this person works for me, right? Because didn't. Didn't we feel like uh, we had that with Donnarumma when, you know, rest in peace, uh, Mino Raiola, where it, it looked like he 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 felt like Mino was his boss when it was the other way around, right? And so mm -hmm. when you start to feel like, hey, this is an offer I'm happy with, I want to play for that club, and my agent is the, real, is the reason why the deal isn't happening, I want to do this, and he is making it difficult, I think that's when you fire the agent and you bring your lawyers in and you get the deal done by yourself. You know, we've seen it happen before. Uh, Skriniar, who ironically may be on the way out now, but a few years ago he fired his agent to get a new deal done with Inter. It happens from time to time. Uh, Lukaku has done that with Pastorello. So, uh, and actually before he, you know, parted with Pastorello, he parted with Raiola years ago to get a deal done his way. So I, I think once you realize that the agent is putting their interest before yours, that's when it's time to move on. No, for sure. And I just think that. It, and I wonder if there if there's like a sentiment like if there's a clause in your contract that if you were to fire them then there's a hit on your contract you is there, like a, is there a fee or something that you're not supposed to like kind of fire somebody because I feel like a lot of players are very they don't do it or or they're very hesitant to do it so it's it's to me it's not good I I, I would be look look at Dybala. The Bala situation. I would have fired my agent freaking five months ago. On tune, the fact yeah. that he's still not playing for a club, this is this is not like your at middle tier player. This isn't a, a very good player who should be signed somewhere already. I don't know if it's his demands or the agent's demands that is really hurting his his image, his reputation, and ability to play for a better team. He went from going to Juventus to possibly signing Inter. To possibly sign Milan to now Monza. Can you imagine if he signs with Monza? I don't think that's going to happen. Well, and then also hey, never Man never. Man Manchester United was brought up. Yes, um, and but supposedly they they want to keep CR seven, uh, which and they they're not going to they wouldn't bring in DiBala if they still had CR seven. You know, you know Monza Monza is probably going to sign uh, Icardi. I saw that actually, and uh, can you imagine Icardi with. Um, 
with Dybala. Yeah, that'd be like, something. That would be that would be something else, man. Well, we like, know we know Berlusconi and Galliani are are not back in Serie A just to be like, yeah, you know, we'll stay in Serie A for a year, probably get relegated. No, they're they're gonna do whatever they can to build a team that can stay up. Like they they have no interest in relegation. So, well, what do you think, Jerry? With with Dybala, um, you know, a couple months ago, and I, I don't mm-hmm. know how many episodes we've done where we've had like Dybala on the cover photo. Like a couple months ago, it seemed like it was basically a done deal. They had agreed to terms. Dybala was coming to Inter. It might still happen. I think it could very well still happen, but it's really stalled. Um, I think part of it, Jerry, I think is very much on Inter's side. Uh, not only the wage demands, which are an issue, but they've got to literally make room in the attack, right? Because they need Alexis to go. And, you know, they probably also potentially need to move Jekko. Reportedly, there are a few clubs interested in Jekko, including Monza, who you mentioned. Uh, even, you know, Juventus got brought up. I don't know how serious that is, but they they may need to move Jekko and Alexis because they've already brought Lukaku back, you know, to bring in Dybala. So part of it is just Inter don't like to, um, I've noticed that under, under Marotta, and probably a lot of this comes from the directive of Suning, they don't like to bring in new players unless they've already sold the guys that they're replacing. Like they, they don't like to bring the players in first. They like to sell the players or loan out the players first and then bring the replacements in because they probably don't want to get stuck holding the bag if they can't, you know, move the player once they already bring the replacement in. So, um, I, I think it's still possible, if not likely, that Dybala winds up at Inter, but it's not doesn't feel like nearly as much of a sure thing today as it felt in recent weeks uh, because it, it doesn't really seem, Jerry, surprisingly enough, I don't think that there's this hot market out there around Europe to pay Dybala what he and his agent are asking for the way they thought it was. I think they thought, hey, we're going to keep up these really high demands, and if Inter don't want to pay it, half a dozen other clubs would it doesn't appear that that's the case i, I think at some point uh if the ball and inter is still going to happen i think he and the agent need to realize that they've got to lower the wage demands and lower the commission demands uh, i also think that they lost some leverage when inter brought lukaku back because inter bringing back lukaku they're thinking okay we don't need as much help in the attack as we thought we might right because we we can repartner up uh, uh, what, what is it? Uh, Lula. I, don't, I haven't said that in a couple of years, so I forgot what the term was. You know, we can we can repair up uh, Lukaku and Lautaro, and that was so dynamic. Uh, you know, for for two seasons when they played together. So I think Inter have less urgency to bring in DiBala, and DiBala now is realizing there's not this super hot market of everyone wanting to pay the wages I'm asking for. So um, I'm not guaranteeing it gets done, but when Marotta said uh, yesterday. You know, talked about, oh, you know, Dybala, nice player, but our attack is set. Uh, I think those those were very strategic words. I don't think he was literally saying, oh, yeah, we're not interested anymore. I don't think he was saying that. I think he was basically sending a hint, hey, you lower the demands and then you come back to us and maybe we can get this done. Well, I want to go on a side note for two seconds. I want to give a shout out to my boy Sharma, who's in the group. Not doing well right now. He mentioned to me half an hour ago so get well buddy get well and cliff is in the house and cliff, Wait, sorry who, who is who is that that's i, I missed sharma sharma he's not doing oh. well he said he's got a fever and i hope you get better buddy and sorry then, sharma feel better i'm glad you're watching man i'm glad i'm glad uh, you're stuck at home and you got nothing else to do but watch couch connection uh cliffy in the house cliff what happened to you on twitter i saw a lot of people asking if you're still alive 
Well, now we have the answer. You are alive, so it's good to see. Uh, Lord Figo, what's good? My wine in my cellar with my prosciutto that you're not going to have because you can, I don't know, you can bust my balls all day on Twitter. But to return to what you're saying with Inter, um, I think Beppe Marotta is doing the waiting game. And it's like the market value. The stock value, you you buy low, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't buy when it's high. so A lot of people do, but they're stupid. They're stupid. Uh, it's impossible to buy high right now because everything's been in the toilet. So so you wait and you wait and you wait. Again, does Inter really need Dybala that bad? I don't think Not so. Not at those wages. I don't think they do. I, I think I think if, Luka- if Lukaku hadn't come back, um, they would have gotten this deal potentially mm-hmm. done already. But they, they're, they're less... For lack of a better word, they're less desperate, right, to add something into the attack now. I think he's a luxury. I think Dybala is a luxury. That's how I look at it right now, is that he's not a need. You, I think Inter can win a Scudetto right now without Dybala. I think Inter can definitely win a Scudetto with Dybala. Now, my question is, can he play together with Lotaro? And Lukaku on the pitch. Like, does he mesh? I, I, I'm going to be honest. I have not, like, really sit down to analyze how the three would work out together. And, and it, if, it would have to, they would obviously, like, the, the formation would need to be tweaked by Simone. It would have to be instead of a 3 5 2, probably like a 3 4 1 2, have him we'll play a little that. bit higher. But then does that, does that throw off the midfield balance then? There's a lot to figure out. The, the only way he'll change his formation is a 3-5-1-1. That's all he'll do. Which um, doesn't help in this situation at all. Anybody who thinks that Nzagi's ever going to change his formation in-game, before-game, next-game, not happening. In, in the time that I've watched Nzagi, his first season with Lazio, at, when he took over for Pioli, he did the 4-3-3. I believe it was 4-3-3 that he did... And he had to because midseason was in, practically impossible to go to a 3-5-2, Pomo 4-3-3. But the next season, he he slowly transitioned the 3-5-2 and kind of put it in, into motion. I don't see this at Inter. He, he's a guy who will somehow will put Dybala as a number 8 or 10 or something inside the midfield and he will make somehow work. Um, it, it, it's hard to see with the with the ball. I, I I guess he would play on the right side, right? So I can see him as a right midfielder inside yeah, that the left footed shot of his coming in. Yeah, cutting in. Put him, uh, he would be on the right midfield. And does that does that really hurt Lotaro? Sorry, does that hurt Hakan or? Brozovic. No, obviously it won't hurt Brozovic. Brozovic yeah, Hakan more likely. Yeah. I'm not sure if Hakan plays on the left or does he play on the right? He plays uh on the left. So maybe they could work, right? Maybe you put those three together. Like again, um then I'm just throwing out some some facts here. I I don't hate Dybala and I also don't rate him highly because of his injury history. Now, here's the situation, okay? Look at TFC, Toronto FC. Now, I know that the MLS is a whole different ballgame from Serie A or whatever, but they took on Insigne. 
They signed them. Yeah. And already the guy has calf injuries. And this is a guy who has an injury history too. He he has a lot of mileage in his body and has already hit hit a stride. And it's already scary because he makes twelve million a year. And and I'm pretty sure that in Italian wages, that's probably what, six million, six million euros, say, or five million euros. Something not, like that, yeah. So now now you quit now bring that back to Dybala. You'd be paying that much too for Dybala. And 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 I know that Dybala is 27, 28, and Insigne is 31. I think he's like tw- probably 29 by now. I gotta I gotta double check. But at the end of the day, these two players both have injury history in common. Like I just think that unless he's 20, coming he's 28, by the way. 28. So he's he's up there. And the last two, three seasons haven't been really easy for Dybala. Um at the end of the day, I know I can keep on rambling about this. Um, I'll end it like this. This is my final thought. If mm-hmm. I'm if I'm Beppe Mirota, wait it out, wait yeah. it out because if a team really wanted to sign him by now, and were really keen to sign him, it would have been done already. It hasn't been done, and I think that if Inter plays the waiting game, they could sign him for a lot cheaper than what they anticipated um, yeah no and, um, I, and i see what well, i see what emiliano is saying here i mean absolute rubbish dibala is a world-class player bring him in but it's there's just and and man no you, I mean, listen you're not wrong about his abilities i just think there's so much more to it like jerry yeah. was talking about with the very high price tag and with the injury history um you know if, if this were psg you know fine we, we got all the money in the world apparently and FFP just can't come after us because we're PSG. Yes, yeah, sign whoever you want to, right? You know, pay pay $50 million for a tattooed up Italian striker, 50 million euros, I should say. What's the problem? But I mean, it's it's inter. They just don't have a budget like that. You know, 120 million losses last year. It's just it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. And yeah, I agree with Mighty Mo, uh, Mighty Mao, whatever you whatever you call him. Uh, financially, we have to be smart. And I think that's it. Um, you know, and listen, if it ends up being you know, a few million that separates it. It's just too much. If it if they can get it within like a million of separation, you figure out a way to do it. No, absolutely. Um, again, I, I just don't like, I don't like taking that much money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Financial, we have to be smart. Mighty Mal, yeah. Yeah. bang, home run. There you go. If you had the money to blow, like an EPL team, like Harry Maguire for seventy-five million, just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> do it all day, man. Do it all day. But we don't. As okay, as much as we banter each other in Syria, the 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 reality is that there isn't much of a big gap between the top seven teams in terms of buying. I'm yeah. sorry, there isn't, man. It's not like five years ago where Juventus would go buy a Pogba just like that tomorrow morning for $50 million and all the other teams are looking at, oh, I wish we can do that right now. I, I feel like there's there's a lot of – there's a lot between the teams that they're all struggling to buy players all for the same reason. And everyone said that Juventus was going to recover in a couple of years. Inter will get back to normal. Milan – no, man. All these teams are hurting. Yeah, all of them are hurting. Juve is hurting. Look how long it took them to sign Di Maria and Pogba. Okay, 
tell me four years ago that Juventus would have took this long to sign two players. You know what I mean? And, and again, again, they did it. They signed two players on a free transfer. Yeah, good players, they, too. They can't buy players yeah. from clubs anymore. They don't yeah. have that ability like they used to. Well, I think in time, Juventus will get back because they're like, I, I give them full credit. Their marketing and, the, and their ability to like grow their brand allows them to do it launcher. I think that eventually they will recover. Um, as for other teams, I don't know. Look at Milan, their whole partnership. And they thought that this new ownership was in a Jerry Carnival or something like that was going to come in and he was going to take over. Uh, what, what do they call again? The, their, their, their company there, their, uh, Elliot. They thought they were gonna yeah. buy Elliot out. Yeah. Elliot doesn't want to leave. Now you got two yeah. people. It's like yeah, a, they took a loan from Elliot. And, and, and anybody who really wants to hear about this, listen to uh, the Italian, the Italian Forza podcast. Is it with Forza Nima Italian and, football? I always butcher it. Sorry, Nima. With Nima. And, oh, oh, uh, that one. Oh, the Italian football pod with yeah, uh, Nima yeah with Carlo. Nima and Carlo. Nima, Nima had a good episode basically and broke it down that like they're there they're, they didn't really advance by you know ownership coming in they didn't buy the whole thing right so they're in a, a situation right now where they're gonna buy a few players but they don't have that massive spending pool that everyone thought they were gonna get you got roma who still are in debt and need to sell players mm-hmm. um i think they've done some good stuff i i, I as a Lazio fan i will not be biased i think that they've done some good stuff and i think that they they are still in a in a transition rebuild. Um, I think they had a really good season under Mourinho, better than I anticipated. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. Inter Inter is really hurting for money still. Um, but at the end, well, of the day, and, but also I think Inter, um, you know, you and they, they are hurting. But I think Inter are a really good example when you have a sporting director like Pepe Marotta. Yes. How much you can stretch the budget. Right, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you you would if you just look at the players that they're signing very creatively. Because Lukaku, uh, they may end up buying him permanently for now. It's a dry loan. We'll see how it goes. That's obviously a big addition. Uh, they're making big time progress with Bremer. You get great midfield depth uh, from Aslani, Mikatarian. You know, we'll see how that works out. He's an older player, but I think he still has something to give. Uh, Bellanova. Uh, on loan, I think it's with obligation is being finalized. So they're they're making some, and there are going to be some sales, right? I mean, we're we're all following Skriniar, who may end up unfortunately on the way out to PSG. There are others who say maybe they don't have to sell him, at least not yet. So we'll see how that goes. So obviously, they're doing everything that they're doing is on a shoestring budget. But if you just look at Inter's Mercato to this point, and we'll mm-hmm. see what they're able to do with DiBala if they get DiBala at a fair price. You're going to have potentially like an A minus A plus level Mercato for a team that you know uh, the company lost 120 million last year. So it's it's pretty incredible what they're doing. No, that's why I'm I'm very impressed with Lazio selling players. This yeah. Mercato is so important that we I think we've sold like three or four players, and I'm amazed that we were able to. Um, you know what? I saw a question. Do I think that? Lazio can finish in the top six this season or, or above. And can Lazio make top six this season? I think they can. Um, I think it's still early. I will I will go off the track here and say that they're going to sign Romagnoli. It's all about when. That's all. 
they're going to sign two goalkeepers that are going to be better than we think. Um, they're going to go young in that in that category. I think Strakosha should have stayed from the beginning. Now that mm-hmm. Peperena left, I think it was a mistake for him to leave. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of screwed him over because had he known that Peperena was going to terminate his contract, it would have been a it would have given him a, a, a door open there. Um, I think there will be a striker that will come in to back up Immobile. And I think to start the season, there's a possibility that Cherby and Romagnoli could be in, in the squad together. Um, wow. I, yeah, I know that I know that Latito is will sell a Cherby, but I don't know if he'll sell him for two, three million. I think he wants five million for him. And how, how much think, is left on his deal? How many years? You know, two, two years. Think, okay, I think two years. Yeah, so maybe. So, but again, I think that Lacho is going in the right direction. We were the oldest team last year. Um, a lot of old players are leaving. Uh, Lucas Leva is gone this season. He left on the free. Um, Luis Felipe left. He went to Real Betis. I don't really care about him. He is the biggest liability in the back four. Don't care. So, you got Marcos Antonio, who just came in, young player. Uh, Gilia, Mario Gilia, Gila, he's uh, 21, I believe, for 20, coming from Real Madrid, center back. So, they're, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff to overall the team. And I'll say the biggest important thing here is that we're not waiting till the end of the Mercato to buy right. players. We're, we're doing it now. So, there is time to, to train with these players and get them ready. Um, I think in the next week or two, in the next sorry, I'll see in the next four or five days that you'll find two goalies will be sold, two two goalkeepers will be signed by Lazio, and Romagnoli will be signed, and I think in addition to that, there'll be an, another few more players that Lazio. I think Mertens could be coming to Lazio as a backup to Immobile. That has been mentioned, and sorry has talking to Mertens and wants him there. And Mertens has said he he's open to the idea because he hasn't okay. said with Napoli yet. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Speaking of Napoli, uh, you saw whose agent was meeting with Juventus today, uh, Koulibaly. Uh, his agent had a had a meeting with Juve. You know, obviously, tough situation between he and Napoli right now. He's out of contract in 2023, and for Juventus. With the, the the departure of uh, Matthias Delict, more than likely, you know they're going to have some money to burn and a big spot to fill. But it's like, man, um, it's tough, you know. And, and I I wonder I wonder what the pulse is of the Napoli uh, nation right now. If like if you really think this could happen, you know, it was one thing years ago, you know, losing Iguain with the release clause. Um, like if if ADL would actually sell. Koulibaly to Juventus, that would be shocking. And it would be equally, if not more shocking, if Koulibaly would actually pick Juventus. And if if that mm-hmm. were to happen, Jerry, you know, we had a conversation on this show a couple of months ago about how you just don't have the type of player loyalty in this area, in this era, than you had like back in the 90s, early 2000s, where like you would never imagine, you know, back then a guy like Dybala possibly leaving Juve for Inter or someone like Koulibaly possibly leaving 
uh, Napoli for Juventus. I'm still not convinced that that would actually happen, but there, there's definitely something going on between Koulibaly's agents and Juve right now. Uh, no agreement with Napoli or anything like that, but wow, I that would be a shocker if this would happen. Um, I I just don't see it happening. Like that's just me. I don't I don't see Koulibaly leaving Napoli to to go to Juventus. And I also think that this is one player who ADL might give a new contract and pay him what he deserves. One, because he's a great player. Two, I think that there's just that loyalty with him there. Um, I'm not sure what will transpire, but even, even if his camp does get a deal, okay, let's just say hypothetically, who's to say that he wants to accept now, right? Mm-hmm. Like I I don't think he would want to. He he's that loyal. That's just the, the the that's just the person he is, right? So so for me it's like I, I, I think at the end of the day this doesn't transpire to anything. He'll play out the season with Napoli and from there you you kinda have to see what what happens, right? Yeah, you, you would think, and, and listen, obviously money talks, but you, you would think uh, ADL would, would much rather lose him for free next year than sell him to Juventus at a discount right now because like it would have to be at a discount because he's only got one year left on his contract. So, But we'll see. I don't know how hard up uh, ADL is for money right now if he would actually send, you know, after the, the sting of the Higuain thing, if now he would send Koulibaly to Juve. I, I'm with you. I have mm-hmm. a hard time seeing it actually happening. I know I've seen some some Juventini getting excited about the meeting today, and I totally get it. I mean, he's still, even on the back nine, he's still one of the better center backs in the entire world. So I get it. Why would you be, why you would be excited? I just have a hard time seeing it happen. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me, that's all. That's yeah. all I can say. But any other uh, topics that we miss? I think I'm good for now. I got, I got to go pick up uh, my son from a swimming lesson in a little bit. So, Jerry, if there's anything you want to plug, any stories you've put out recently, I know you're always on fire on social media. You got people a little a uh, little pissed about uh, the Tia's delict with something you said today. If you want to plug. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, I I I I don't can I ask like why do people get so personal when you when you banter a player? You wanna you wanna go rip on a mobile against me? Go ahead, man. Because football is life. That's why people get like, so obsessed with this you, stuff. You you wanna rip on me about a about a player, you go all ahead, man. <laughs> to you and the power. But when you start calling me like fucking death threats and fucking you are a fucking terrible journalist and you don't know shit, and it's like, bro, can I tell you guys something? I work for Frito-Lay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm a goddamn great sales rep because I was actually voted best rep of the year. I didn't know my, that. Congratulations. In my, first, in my first year with the company. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I don't like to brag about stuff, but when, when, I, when, I, when I can tip my head and, and, and I want to be call me cocky if you want, but I'm damn great at my job. Um, Good for you. When it when it comes to a journalist, I am not a journalist. I am nowhere near a good journalist because guys like Padula, Di Marzio, um, I think there's another one I forgot who, but these guys. Nico Schiera is really good. Yeah, Nico Schiera. These yeah. guys work hard. 
Yeah, maybe they these guys, I don't know. I don't want to say who or what may take one from one and one from the other. Who doesn't? They're they're none of these guys are saints. None of them are. Right. But I'm not here to give chirps. I think they all do a good job respectively in their own in their own ways, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I am nowhere near to what they are. I I do journalism for fun. I do t- like I did the TSC game this past Saturday out of my own free time. I don't get paid for it. I do it because it's a hobby that's fun and I get to meet football players and it's great to, to interact with them. And a bunch and, of Italians now on TFC. So you're yeah. good. You get to meet Insigne. Uh, I'll be on season opener. Yeah. Uh, his season opener will actually be at now. When is that? When, when is he debuting Now he got postponed it to July 23rd. So I'll, okay. I've already applied for that game, which I think most likely I'll be at. And awesome. uh, yeah, like I'm supposed to be in Mon- I'm in Montreal this weekend, so I wasn't going to make it to this opener. But um, yeah, I, I just laugh. Like if you guys want to chirp on my tweet, that's fine. But <laughs> but I've learned to just mute people because I just laugh when this when people make personal attacks. And it's like I didn't come to your account to like say that you're shit. Like I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't care if Delit even made a video on his Instagram about me showing how good of a year he had. And, and, and all yeah. of a sudden, it's like, hey, remember this Lazio tweet guy? Like, great. <laughs> Give me the publicity. Tell me. I'll yeah. tell everybody I, I was wrong and I was shit about it. And I'll and I'll love it because everyone knows who I am now. For him, for him, for people to, like, take the time. Like, I, I, and the funniest part, I'll say the last thing, is that I love when people say that you have bad takes. But guys, not just for me, for anybody, but just go take a second to see that the people who tell you follow you and how stupid they are because I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. How stupid they are, though, because they follow you when they tell you you have bad takes. Right. But but when you really think about it, these people are following you to, to, to actually want to hear what yeah. you have to say. They're so, clearly interested, good or bad. They're interested enough in what you have dead. to say that they follow you. So you're 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 prov- you're, you're giving something to their life, right? Yeah. Like if if they feel like it is worth my time to follow Jerry on Twitter, he is providing something that I prefer to have in my life than not to have in my life. Well, the tweet was basically I to sum it up, the lit shit. That was the tweet, and, and, and more 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 broader t- context though. But yeah, you get the point. It was it was a funny tweet. I mean, obviously, it's easier for a guy in blue and black to uh, to laugh at that than it is for a guy in black and white. But I thought it was a funny tweet. So good stuff. And make sure for for funny tweets like that. Which direction? There we go. Follow Jerry on Twitter at jmancini8. You can follow me at Alex Dono. And awesome. And guys, the uh, we we brought the uh, the audio version back. So if you're watching this on video and you say I'd rather listen to these guys in the car than look at their faces, uh, you can listen to us the audio version, subscribe to our pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts at Calcho Connection and follow us there on YouTube as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Calcho Connection and follow us on Twitter at CalchoConPod. We will talk to you again next time on another episode of the Calcho Connection podcast. Ciao.